Hello and welcome to Scopy Radio. My name's DeAndre Hansen. And I'm Maureen Smith. And it's Sounding Board. Sounding Board. It's just a sounding board. How are you doing? This is loud. This is loud in my ears, the sound of my own voice. <laughs> I'm I'm good. Uh I'm tired. It's like ten thirty and Yeah. It is like ten thirty. I'm really glad that I missed recording podcasts we've been let's talk about we've been in we went to st louis we well we went to milwaukee then i covered c2e2 then it was your birthday Mm -hmm. then we went to st louis Mm -hmm. then we got back st louis then we got back and what have we done what have been doing since st louis uh working yeah yeah yeah, because all of that was between, like, working. You went to the gym today. Still so keeping up you. with the gym. I did go to the gym today. We also went to the gym on Saturday. We did. Yeah, we've been doing that. Mm-hmm. kit le Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's about it. What was the pit and peak of your week of all that stuff since the last time we recorded Sounding Board? Um, being in a lot of pain was the pit. <laughs> Just across the board. Yeah. I mean, I'm just generally in pain. My feet are just all, my feet just always hurt. And yeah, it like makes living my life really hard. I feel like you have, you're known through your Facebook feed for um, latte art and foot recommendations. Yeah. I mean, that's. Is that like Maureen branding pretty much? Yeah. It was intentional that my feet always hurt. I was like, you know, it'd be really good like, for my, a, for your for like your aesthetic. Sick, yeah, like yeah. perfect for my aesthetic. Like sore feet, but nimble hands. <laughs> I feel it's very like... Smith like. I always kind of picture with the last name Smith that it's like people that are um, people that work hard descended but are good with from, their hands. Yeah, like the town blacksmith. Well, yeah, that's where the, Smith comes from. Yeah. 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 Although blacksmiths don't necessarily have to be particularly nimble, they just have to like. There are other smiths besides blacksmiths, right? Aren't there like? Yeah, they're like silversmiths and. Okay, but that's like a metal still. Yeah. Ironsmith. What about like a woodsmith? I know there's like you. You know, you can be a wordsmith. A breadsmith. That's just a good bakery. A it good, is a good, good bakery. Good, good bakery. Love that place. Um, there was one right down the street from my high school growing up, and um, so there was just like this mecca of like a strip mall right by my high school, and down the line there was a Starbucks, mm. there was a Little Caesars, mm. uh, there was a Panda Hut, mm-hmm. there was um, Breadsmith, and there was a Baskin Robbins. And oh my fucking god. <laughs> I was trying to communicate to you the nuance of the Starbucks bit that I was trying to think of earlier, but then I was like, this is just not a bad this is just a bad thing to have a take on. But this the like when I was trying to say like, oh, there are people that still go to Starbucks, but then I was like, but this is also a terrible thing that happened. Did you see the vi- I saw the video today for the first time. Oh, the video is brutal. Yeah. Like what the f- like what the fuck, dude? Yeah, the video was bad. was it like in Ohio or something? Do you, do you know? I don't even. It was in Philadelphia. That's absurd. Yeah. And it turns out, not that it matters because 
you know everybody is deserving of dignity but it turns out (laughs) that they were like two like high-end real estate agents or real estate brokers or something yeah like they were affluent men yeah i've i've just seen like medium headline after medium headline being like we need to talk about um why white people insist on calling the cops on black people at every opportunity because we know the outcome we know what's gonna happen with this call the point, police. i just don't understand i i just don't the like it's there's no like the police calling the police is like an automatic escalation thing what i will say i've called the police once yeah, but that was because someone was getting, like, murdered outside of our yeah, bedroom apartment. Yeah, so th- this one time at 3 a.m., I was I, I awoke to the sound of someone, like, yelling for, like, help, like, whimpering for help outside of my bedroom window, followed by, so- like, somebody obviously going after them, and then the sounds of the shit getting beaten out of them. So I got out of bed, and I, like, moved far away, and I called the police, and then the police came, and, like... That is the only time I have ever called the police. Yeah, but you know, like, it's it was already at that level. You know, I think that there are probably tons of, like, police abolitionists. Abolitionists. Abolitionist theorists that could say it much better than I could. I'm not, like, a... a Moody, get on my lap. Municipality. Quit, Quit playing games with my heart. Yeah, what is she doing? Yeah, I'm not, like, a municipality expert. You know, like, I I... Like the concept of like co-op experience and like internal governing and stuff like that, but it's definitely not something that I'm like, you know. But it, but what I know for certain at this point is that it, it is like calling the you don't call the police for like a chat, you know, or like hey, can you find out if these people are people? Anyway, um, Impossible Burger. Yeah. Do you want to get it? I, I'm I'm a little conflicted on the on an impossible burger, um, and not, not for like any ethical reason, just because like, I don't eat meat anymore, and so the thought of eating something really meaty isn't super appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause not because like, I didn't I didn't stop eating meat because of the texture, and I didn't stop eating meat because I don't like meat. Mm-hmm. It's just that at this point, it's been over two years since I've eaten meat. And yeah. and that's a tough texture to to reintroduce. I so I will say, um, I am super into the concept of eating something that tastes like meat. I'm not Taste gonna lie. and textural mm-hmm. like meat. Yep. Yeah. The thing for me now is just the whole. You know, I'm. You know, I keep coming like back and forth. Like right before we recorded this, I was like, we're gonna talk about the Impossible Burger, and I know where I stand, which is that anyone that hates on it is a trash bag uh, elitist and it's exclusionary veganism to not appreciate that the impossible burger exists and all, all of a sudden right in this moment I'm like oh man but they tested on animals but also like other brands have done that I googled it though not as many as I thought I think whoever commented that was just like some Facebook bullshitter but also like Hampton Creek apparently also tested on animals but I fucking love the shit out of Just Mayo Hampton Creek is kind of a dumpster fire but but I think that though here's like the thing and this was kind of like the point of the Taco Bell article was 
it's it's almost like a really good metaphor compared to like radicalism versus the democratic party you know where like i i think that making progress is in the system is a really powerful thing and like the fact of the matter is like the impossible burger is on a different scale because they're trying to do like restaurant grade food mm-hmm. and with that comes that's why the impossible burger specifically had to have the animal testing because um because it was they're trying to make a restaurant grade food product and so to do that they had to prove that it was safe for consumption the heme specifically so it's like if they're working to do what they can to make something that is going to ultimately bring people potentially to veganism, isn't that net good? Well, and also, um, somebody like commented on an Impossible Foods post, being like, "This isn't vegan. This was tested on animals." And they replied, "They were like, you're you're right. This isn't vegan. It's plant based because we've tested it on on animals. We do not claim to be vegan because we did animal testing." Mm-hmm. So this is a plant-based food item. Yeah, and I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, like, veganism litmus testing is so, such a, I, I don't know. I just think it's it's not good all of the time. Like, I, I, you know, the fact of the matter is you can get a $2 vegan burger, like a, like a good burger at, a fast food store. I mean, I don't know. I haven't had it yet. I haven't had the White Castle food uh, burger yet. But like, how? Have you ever had a White Castle burger in general? Yeah. But here's a, my, it's not my good. point. Uh, I mean, I think they're good. They are good. They're fart factories. Yeah, but they're tasty fart factories. The like onions, like the you, I, you it did, was it was and a, that bread is like there a was very like, specific there was flavor. Like, there was like lore in my family about White Castle farts. <laughs> really. Yes, specifically White Castle I cannot farts. handle Smith Family lore. Smith Family lore is always very good. Like, Brap Juice. Oh, yeah. Brap Juice is the best. Yeah, well, well what's Brap Juice? So, Brap Juice is, um, is when you eat too much, and it's um, when you go downstairs. Oh, that was very wisconsin how I just said that. It's when you go downstairs, and in the middle of the night... Probably when your partner is sleeping and you just kind of like sneak out and you go grab a tablespoon of baking soda and you put it in like a in like a small glass and then fill the rest up with water. And it's all like fizzy and stuff and then you down it and it just like makes you burp for the whole, your whole life. Yeah. And you this burp is for five minutes. Is this especially good after eating the fart fuel that is White Castle? Uh, No. Oh. At, at that point, it's too late. Well, what's the like? What's the like perfect thing to eat? The, like, uh, it's good on Thanksgiving. Sure, it's good right. on Thanksgiving. It's good. Um, it's good after like, after like Indian food or like Ethiopian food. Mm. It's good. It's good for like, kind of like stuff that sits in your stomach. The thing with White Castle is that it moves through you quick. And boy, does it ever. I mean, and you know me, I love food like that. Well, yeah, but... I'm gonna cut back the poop talk this episode, that's for sure. No poop talk. Yeah, I mean, I already just, like, went on a long tirade about farts, but... Farts are different. Yeah. Um... Okay, so I I don't entirely have an impossible burger burger verdict. Wait, what's another Smith lore thing? 
I just can't ever get over that your cat was called the bucket. Oh, yeah. Our cat was called the bucket. Because apparently it was a bad cat. No, no, And you no. know, we don't Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't because it was a bad cat. It was because my dad played a trick on us. <laughs> so we got this cat. His name was Buddy. And we were like, nah, Buddy's a bad name for a cat. And so we decided we never actually renamed him. Did, no, we never, like, on paperwork renamed him. So, like, whenever he would go to, like, kitty daycare or whatever, he was still Buddy. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but my dad was like, let's name him something German. We were like, okay. He was like, do you want to know the German word for cat? And we were like, totally. And we were like, I think we were like six and seven. And he was like, the German word for cat is fur bucket. We were like no way german's so weird and so then we were like let's call the cat fur bucket and so then we were calling the cat fur bucket and my mom was like why are you calling the cat fur bucket and we were like because it's the german word for cat she's like who told you that <laughs> you're like dad she's like what the hell mike <laughs> and so then from then on we called him the bucket yeah not bucket the bucket. The was the really important. Yeah, part. like that where's like, like where's the bucket? Yeah, like, that reminds like, me of when like old people call it the Olive Garden or like the Facebook. The Facebook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My grandma calling it the iPad. That yeah. always gets me. Or I'm like, what? Was she? Because she, oh, she says she put it on the iPad. She put it on my iPad. Yeah. She put it. She put it on my iPad. Yeah. She put it. Yeah, that. She was like, she was like, oh, did you see that picture that she posted? She put it on my iPad. Yeah, is it right? Yeah. What yeah, are yeah. you doing putting it on my? Yeah, iPad? why you put it on my iPad? Yeah, that's the that's really good. Oh god. But then she does. She's always like, go grab the iPad. Yeah. It's either the iPad or my. I don't understand where that comes from. The like the needing to put the um qualifier on it like that. I mean, if you think about it, it's like the radio, the television. Right. That's true. The computer. Yeah. Okay, well, I know one thing I want to start trying to do is actually talking about what people talk about in the sounding board group on the show. And one of the things that was shared today that's super interesting and, and good is... Um, uh, do you mean to lower the volume? Is that what's going on? No. Oh. My hair is wet. And oh. it's like a, being affected by the headphones. Mm. Um... <sighs> Oh yeah, Kendrick Lamar's Dam was nominated for yeah, or, or was yeah for a Pulitzer Prize, which is rad. I think that's the first time that that's ever been done for a hip hop album. Mm-hmm. My thing, I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. I think it should have happened before, and that's actually my point. I think it should have happened with "To Pimp a Butterfly" because that is. So I guess my point is, is like so. My question, my question for you then is, is only Kendrick Lamar is is it only Kendrick Lamar? In the hip hop world, that should have been nominated for a Pulitzer, or is it like in the realm in the realm of like? Are you specifically talking about works written by Kendrick Lamar, or are you talking about in the hip hop sphere? It should have been to pimp a butterfly. I've. It's so. It's actually honestly like super fucking interesting because the conversation that we've had in sounding bard support so far has been mostly from like a classical music lens where it's like this this conversation of like like basically what what 
it is is an overture to hip-hop as a whole being like oh you can win a pulitzer which is weird but also like good but also weird you know that we're at that moment well but i mean considering that it was a it was a fringe genre in the 80s right and it's now 30 years later it it was a fringe it was a fringe genre in the 80s started by the most marginalized population Mm -hmm. in the country and and in in 30 years it has grown in legitimacy to the point that we have an artist of that genre nominated for a Pulitzer. I guess my thing is, is that we like have Pulitzer prizes to this standard of excellence, which in a lot of cases that's true, but also it's a very like white thing in, in its history, isn't it? Like, I don't really know entirely the history of the Pulitzer. That's, I guess, my where I was. Ultimately it's not getting... a. It's not a white thing. Oh, I mean, like cool. humanitarians from Af- like Nelson. That's that's true. Yeah. No, I I'm thinking about art. the Nobel. I'm thinking about the Nobel Prize. Yeah. No. No. I think you're right. I think the because the Pulitzer Prize isn't no, the Nobel. They're different. Yeah. I'm not actually sure. I that's so I don't so that's where I want to get into this conversation and I wanted to preface by saying is I'm not really familiar with like elite award giving ceremony like international award giving. the nobel prize is is pretty more, global is, is more include it's global it's yeah. more inclusive than others but isn't the pulitzer too that i don't know hold on one sec i'm gonna google okay live live fact checking he won the nobel the fuck <laughs> he won, won the pulitzer yeah he won the pulitzer which i think it's it's an incredibly important distinction to be made that he he wasn't nominated like he doesn't have to go through another step he won yeah and um the pulitzer is a national award not international okay and its history seems to me from going through the names of winners on wikipedia so like not not saying this is like hard and fast rules but seems pretty white <laughs> in his history so like the gesture is like an like in essence an, an inclusive gesture but it's kind of like when we elected the first black president and it's like wow we didn't have one for like a really long time for me mm-hmm. um so that's part a i think part b for me is then you start talking about like and I think that there are people that are, like, bigger hip-hop pop heads than I am that, like, will have different things to say about, like, which parts of hip-hop really, um, you know, like, some people feel like um, Wu-Tang Clan using, all, like, huge, borrowing huge influences from Japan um, was brilliant. And others will say that it's cultural appropriation. And me as a white person, I'm not weighing in on that. But mm-hmm. my, my ultimate point here is that, like... There are different things that are great for different reasons. And I guess, like, when I think about, like, the idea of prestigious awards, I mean, like, Damn was a fantastic album. And there it tackles some major national issues. Like, a big theme is, like, what it specifically is to, to be black in America. Um, <clears throat> you know, he pulls a lot of, like, sound bites from, like, conservative media. So it's like, that. that is a powerful statement. But, like... To Pimp a Butterfly, um, for those that have listened to it, it spans the gamut of influence. And, like, the writing on it is, um, you know, Damn had really good lyricism, but, like, the like you was, like, the middle track in, in To Pimp a Butterfly was this just, like, emotional, like, suicidal, like, like, masculine, like, 
masculine emotionalness that you don't see in in it's just like that album i black or the berry like all these things were just like like monumental to Pimp butterfly was monumental in his career and like damn was a good album but i like and it was a great album but it it wasn't to Pimp butterfly in its like in its academic sense like for me to Pimp butterfly was like a, an academic album so I guess that brings me back to my original question of do you think that a person before Kendrick Lamar should have won a Pulitzer for a hip hop album? Yes. Yes. Who do you think it should have been? Uh I th- I think that it should have been that just across I think that across the board there sh- it should have been considered more um Man, I don't know though. I mean, Common has done some amazing. I mean, and this is the thing, right? Because I think I'm looking at it very much from like an like an academic sense, where it's like who's done like, um, like amazing academic work, or like you know whose body of work is like really. I mean, Kanye's body of work is like remarkable, you know. And I know that's like such a thing to say, but. I mean, I don't know. I mean, people swear by Tupac. People swear by Biggie. But like that, like what, what does, what, is there a bar for, and I, I don't think that this is an, a question we're going to answer. I, I think we should just like kind of talk, to be, be talking to more hip hop folks. But like, what is the bar for like educated, God, do you know what I'm, what I, what I'm ultimately getting at? Not like, I, I just mean like what is how do we look at hip-hop academically yeah because i mean like i think that the ways that like like prestige based awards have set up things are really interested in like the depth of research you know the like the pooling of influence like when you look at things that have won prestigious awards like it's about finding the the artists that have made giant statements or have like built strong cases and have done like tons of research and for me that's why i i leaped to pimp a butterfly because that's exactly what it did you know he like pulled from thundercat he like pulled from funkadelic he like pulled from all of these like major black culture roots to build this album and in a way that you know i think damn borrowed from some of those influences but it wasn't like a musicological research project in the same way that was there wasn't the same level of because and i think educated is the wrong word because I, I i think that there's a like a an elitism um conflation there mm. where it's like oh you mean like i don't mean i don't mean having a phd in it I mean, like, you did the work. You, like, did the research. Yeah, so, um, that is that, what I, what I thought about. Uh, I obviously think it's great that, um, that Kendrick Lamar was nominated, and I think that it should have happened sooner. Um, so I'm actually, like many sounding boards before, we recorded it in segments in time that we were able to find in the work week. 
Um, so actually now uh, Maureen has gone to bed. So I am just uh, finishing up the last bit of this episode. I'm not planning on, on making any more um, hot takes, though I do want to talk a bit about some housekeeping stuff. Um, Oscar is just like sc- pulling out the piano right now. It's like this, he does these, he's like the king of attention grabbing things. Like he just constantly wants to be paid attention to. Every, like he he always just has some kind of a need. Anyway, um, so as far as Scopy stuff, I highly recommend checking out any and all of our C two E two coverage. Every bit of it has been super interesting. We have more articles coming out from different panels and stuff that we attended. Obviously, you've been paying attention to if you've seen our fa- feed, you've seen that we've been putting up all of these Scopy dispatches. Um, not all of, there's only been two, but if that's something that you're, like, into, basically just, like, let me know what you think. If we should never do that again, like, if it was annoying to you to see it in the feed, or if you were really into it, like, I, you know, it's definitely a different experimental thing. Um, the Scopy Radio feed generally has kind of gotten really experimental, which we enjoy doing, um, but I don't know if that's something that you're into, so just kind of let us know what you think. Like, we're super interested in making the experience something that everybody's into, um... We think that at some point, Sounding Board and Scopy Dispatch and Scopy Radio will probably all be their own podcast like feeds, but that's obviously something that would be a thing that we, when we actually have more time to do, like devote to each thing. So in the meantime, we've jammed it all together into one feed so that, you know, it's like an actual, you know, feed. Because I think we kind of think of all of this more on a um, two-a-week, three-a-week scale rather than, and we've said this before, four-a-week if we can manage it. Um, rather than kind of like a once a week scale. I know a lot of podcasts work like that, and that's not really the, our, our goals. We like being with you, you know, being with you while it's all happening. Um, yeah, besides that, the C2E2 coverage is super interesting. Another really cool major thing is that we just launched this food section. Um, and we're excited that, you know, a few of the articles that we've written fall into that category. So what we're expecting it to kind of develop into is being both features and recipes. So we've got a few features of, it's mostly going to be vegan stuff. Sorry for people that aren't vegans, but that's something we're really passionate about. And in the same way that our DIY theater section covers a space in the theater world that is un, uh, that is less covered, um, that's how we really view the uh, vegan food stuff, where it's just something that we feel like it's covered. I think obviously like veg news exists and stuff like that, but I think there's room for us for more journalism and, and vegan food. You know, there's already amazing people doing food and culinary uh, journalism like Bon Appetit, like even complex, like first we feast, I consider kind of weirdly food journalism. Um, yeah. So yeah, that is, and, uh, and, and Munchies is another really solid, like, food journalism space. So we're, like, kind of thinking about that direction. And we're also really interested in recipes. And so the other thing I'm going to say, too, is um, if you are a person that's into recipes and into recipe writing, um, we're, we're going to just, like, have an open call for people to send in recipes um, to publish on the, on the website. Because it's something that, you know, I love cooking, Maureen loves cooking, a lot of people we know love cooking, food is something that, like, definitely brings people together, and, and just kind of when we, as we think about what the Scappy audience is about, and figuring out, like, what, uh, what brings all of these oddballs together, 
Um, food's a big part of that. And, and thinking about food and the culinary practice and the cultural practices of them. That's like a really easy way to bring people together. And that's kind of all what we're about, especially in 2018. Um, okay, cool. That's the two main things I really wanted to talk about. Otherwise, oh, there's one other major change thing. Um, we changed the way we did uh, the like there's the about section and then there was there was the donate section and we changed it to the subscribe section um, so what that means is um, we're thinking of the entire thing in a different light and part of it is we've set up a way where you could subscribe to the magazine and get updated every time we post um, so if that's something that you're into I think if you if you do it through WordPress there's ways to change the settings so that uh, it's you get an email every time we post or you just get a, like a notification I think on WordPress or I'm not entirely sure how it works um, but you can find out and I'm excited for you to find out uh, so you can head over to the subscribe section and um, our site is a WordPress site so all of it is kind of like done internally so you can figure out how that will all work uh, like pretty it'll be pretty uh, internal to WordPress so do check that out. Um, that's something we're really excited about because, you know, as much as we use Facebook a lot, um, if there are ways that you'd rather be getting Scappy stuff um, outside of Facebook, please recommend some stuff to us um, because, you know, we use Facebook because it's, it's it almost feels like a necessary evil at this point, but we could not do that. <laughs> if there were, if there was a way that we could reach all the people we care about, we could not do that. So um, if you have good recs, we're always open to hearing about that. Um, besides that, oh, are you still, if, you, if you're hearing this, then it, it doesn't affect you. Um, when you got to, do we need to make a bigger point of letting people know that we switched the feed from Scopy Mag to Scopy Radio? Did you have to work to find us or was your feed automatically transferred over? That's my curiosity because I had a difficulty the other day. Um, but I could be totally wrong. So, uh, if you didn't have any issues, then great. Um, otherwise, uh, cool. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I've been Daniel Johansson. Uh, Maureen, I'm sure continues to be Maureen Smith. Um, if you want to keep up with what we're up to, there are so many ways you can do that. The first, and I think probably the best is to subscribe. You can head over to the subscribe section, um, and put in your email address and you will get posts every time we post. And then you can also keep up with us. And that's on our website, scopymag.com. This is a weird way to do this. I'm still figuring it out, obviously. The best way to do it is to head over to scopymag.com. We spell that S-C-A-P-I-M-A-G. Um, that's where we post all of our articles, our podcast episodes, uh, and everything we've got going on, um, and our videos and all that stuff. Uh, you can also keep up with us on social media. On Facebook, that is Scopy Magazine. On Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr, it's Scopy Mag. And on all the podcast places, it's Scopy Radio. I also want to emphasize how we fund the work that we do. Um, there are two ways that we do that. The first is through memberships, individual memberships. At as little as $5 a month, you can be a member of Scopy and help us do all of the dope work that we are doing. Um, we deeply appreciate all of those folks that are able to uh, help sustain the work that we're doing. Um and we'll be, as we redevelop that section of membership, we'll be redeveloping uh, the different membership tiers and kind of what you get at different membership levels. Um, if you are an, uh, an entity and are interested in ad advertising opportunities, we have a lot of really dope ways that you can do that. 
um, for as little as $25 a month, you can have your company's logo on the, uh, on the front page of our website in our, um, you know, our, uh, affiliate section. Otherwise we have a bunch of advertising options, different banner ads. Um, you can sponsor podcast episodes and we have a full ad catalog for all of that. So all you got to do is reach out to us at scopymag at gmail.com. And you can also see all of that in the scopymag.com slash subscribe page. Cool. So thank you all so much for listening. Go out and make something.